What's up, guys? How we doing? Thank you for tuning into the Modern Macho. This is your host Juan Carlos. I'm here with uh, my boys Santiago and Q. You will away, yes. Ooh. We're here for all. <laughs> changing it up, boy. <laughs> We're here for Sorry, all the gentlemen. I'm pumped, man, are... I'm pumped, dude. I'm pumped, man. <laughs> We're here for man, all the gentlemen that are focused on growth, that are trying to be better men, that are trying to be silly, and that want to get in touch with themselves. Um, and if you're here to touch yourself, then you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. No, bro. <laughs> That's just wrong. How we it doing? Converts. How we doing today? <laughs> oh, what's going on, guys? I'm doing good, man. We're surviving. We're surviving. You know, uh, what does the white man say? I don't know. What does he say? I don't know, dude. I thought you guys would have something funny to go with that. <laughs> Never mind. You know what, guys? If you guys are looking for funny stuff in comedy, this is not it. Because obviously... Yeah. I got two freaking L7 weenies with me. Clearly, we didn't get you on the podcast for being funny, Q, but we appreciate you trying. Thank you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm doing good. How are you, how are you guys doing? I'm good, man. Uh, excited. We finally started exposing our, our, our podcast, started putting some of this stuff out. Um, fucking scary, to be honest with you. A little nerve-wracking. Um, I thought I was outgoing and outspoken, and then we put all this stuff out, and dude, I had so much anxiety. Like, just from the moment we put that first one out, it was like, I'm like, oh, man, what are we, what am I doing? What am I doing? So, now, it was, real quick, before before you move on with that, um, why, why do you think you, you have, why, why do you, th- why do you think you were getting anxiety? Why, like, where do you think that that's coming from? Well, I just, I think it's the fact that I, I think it really hit me how vulnerable I was really making myself. I'm kind of going to, into what we're trying to do here is, I think we're always in control and we, we think we're making ourselves vulnerable to a certain extent. You know, again, I've always thought that I, I was because of me, me being in control and me being naive saying, Hey, I'm in control. Like even when I'm being silly, even when I'm being loud or I'm out dancing or doing whatever it is I'm doing, I'm exposing myself. I'm being vulnerable. Um, right. And, uh, and now, but, but I was in control. And so I think this, I guess it's maybe losing the sense of control, you know, losing sense of control. But I got to tell you though, it, I, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm glad. I feel like I broke a wall through it, dude. And I don't know about you guys, but I've been getting some dope ass feedback, man. Yeah. We have some people that are really interested in, in, you know, what we have to say, that they're feeding off of it, that even some pointers, you know, people that are asking questions, that are giving us insight. So, you know, to those that you have, we appreciate you. Thank you guys for, for really taking the time and, you know, again, giving us insight and give, helping us kind of in our own, our, own, our own little journey here. Yeah, and I, I, I want to touch on that is uh, – is, uh, Anyone listening out there, um, we, we, I'm sure the three of us, we want to let you guys know that this, this podcast, what we're doing, the community that we're building, um, it's not for us three. It's, it's for everyone out there, every man out there that's, that has their insecurities, that, that, that's having their struggles. It's for all of us. Um, so I just really want to emphasize that that we're not doing this for for our own personal gain. We're we're not trying to gain anything out of this besides 
to build a solid community of men and just to uplift and, and encourage each other, guys. So we definitely want you guys to to just reach out to us. Uh, just kind of um, get yourselves involved in this in this movement. Hit us up, things like that. Because um, any feedback is uh, is is great feedback, whether it's constructive criticism or anything like that. So I just want kind of wanted to touch on that. Yeah, we'll get we'll get we'll definitely be getting more more into all those things. Um, except what you sound quiet. Talk to me, boy. No man, just chilling. How you I, feeling, I, dude? I'm feeling excited. Um, I was I mean I was definitely on the same boat in terms of the anxiety that you know because when you're hearing yourself talk, <laughs> especially myself, I was talking. Well, I mean I shared with you too. I feel so scatterbrained when I'm you know when you're talking about yourself. <laughs> there's so many aspects that you're looking at, you know, and so right. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's definitely you know, it's like you're going a hundred miles per hundred miles per hour, and by the time you know it, you look back and you're like, okay, interesting, you know. So, uh, it's a, it's a lot to chew on. I think I'm still processing a lot of it, um, but man, I'm excited. I'm regretful though that this weekend I wasn't able to make it out to that food drive. I know, um, dude. Yeah, yeah, how was that, bro? I want to hear about that. So, yeah, so I definitely missed you guys there. I mean, I know you guys had to work. So, I had to handle his shit, and I, that's, uh, to be honest with you, that was probably the dopest part is to know that, hey, that's why, that's why we're able to do this, too, because if one of us can't make it, dude, like, hey, someone, like, we're feeding off of each other, bro, that's how this thing works, um, but it was right. cool, so I reached out, kind of how it all started, I reached out to this, uh, this uh, nonprofit called uh, Project Hope California, and uh, uh, I spoke, I just reached out, dude, I sent him a DM, I said, hey, we're trying to get this going, we're trying to build community, I've been following you guys for a couple weeks now, I see what you guys are posting, I like what you guys are doing. What do we got to do to get in, you know? So I, I talked to, to the head guy, spoke to him. Shout out to shout out to Jaime, actually, for giving us the opportunity and for letting us be, be a part of everything. And, um, yeah, bro, just went out there, uh, met up with them. We uh, linked up with the Riverside Food Lab and with um, Tia de los Puercos. Um, there was a couple more vendors that were there as well as uh, different volunteers that were all there. If, if you check out the Instagram, everything everybody's tagged there. You can see more of how it all went down. Um we were able to put together about like 300 grocery bags and uh, just it was just basically a grab and go for those of you that didn't know we had a grab and go gave some food away um but it was dope man it was dope everything from just getting together and the good vibes of hanging out and giving back to seeing how you know how grateful and thankful people were for what we were doing it was it was a good time it was a good time and even after just to be able to hang out and chill and all that dude it was dope so we've got we actually have another one coming up july 11th um that we're going to be teaming up with them out in uh, ramona gardens which is over in the Boyle heights area so uh we'll be posting that on on the instagram um feel free to join us to get in on it um volunteers people that just want to come out and show some love dude reach out we'll we'll get you a t-shirt um come hang out as well as uh even just sharing spreading the word you know i know there's people that that need those resources there, so let them know. Come out, and as as the days go on, again, I'll be I'll be posting some of that stuff on the Instagram. You want so you want to give the volunteers a going. shout out? Oh uh, yeah, dude! Out? Shout out, shout out to Megan. Shout out to Sir Chris. Shout out to my brother Luis. Shout out to my homie Efren, and uh, shout out to myself, I guess, for for being there and and you know putting it together last minute. I know it was all very last minute, and and. Again, there's going to be more opportunities. So those of us, those of you that want to join in, that want to get in on it, man, reach out. As well as, 
if there's dudes out there that have stuff going on that that maybe we can get in on, throw it out there too. We'll step, I mean, yeah. or even, hey, yeah. even if you guys have an idea of something that you want to do, bro, share it. I'm telling you, I literally just sent out the message. I knew what I wanted to do, but I don't, mm-hmm. it's not like I had the networking where I was like, oh, I know these people. I know what's yeah. going on. I mean, literally, I just was like, dude, fuck it. I'm going to do it and I'm going to go yeah. for it. And and you know what, man? I'm, I'm, I started I, there. I definitely, <clears throat> I, I definitely want to say that, um, that um, I'm not I'm not just proud of us, but um, oh, dude, Carlos, proud of you, man. You uh, I remember when 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 this was just like a tiny little seed. We weren't really completely sure what we were gonna do with it. Um, besides the whole podcasting, I know you really emphasized on uh, community service and things like that. So um, I definitely got to tip my hat to you, dude, um, for just jumping on that so quick and and. Just wanting to really commit, commit to, commit to um, this movement, and just really living up to, to what you really wanted to build this to, you know. Um, so mad props to you, dude. That, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and I, 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 I appreciate in addition that, to the things that, that we're doing now, which I mean, well, to be clear, it wasn't our uh, driving or what's it? What was it called? Sorry, uh, grabbing go. The, the grab yeah, and go. but it, it was with uh, Project Hope, right? Right. Project Hope. Right, right. They, um, they put so it yeah, together we, and we just went out and volunteered. We helped out. Um, but, in, I mean, in addition to, like, the little community things that we're doing, we eventually do want to move into more, um, you know, more philanthropic work with our communities. Uh, one of the things we've talked about is even fundraising for scholarship uh, for, you know, students who are going on to, whether it be college, whether it be a trade, whatever it is, you know, we do want to expand on that. So if, if anyone out there that's listening feels like you also want to be a part of it, of, you know, any type of philanthropic work that you may be interested in, we're definitely more than willing to, you know, put uh, ourselves out there. Um, and we even were talking earlier that we want to do more or start doing community gatherings once the pandemic kind of dies down, maybe do some 5Ks, get into, Dude, you that know, would be dope. I'm all yeah, that would it. be great. Because, I mean, physical wellness is just as important as our mental which I know we're going to be talking about today sure. is going to be really um, mental health and uh, maybe some of the stigmas that has come with it in our upbringings uh, as men. Um, but yeah, you know, well, it's not uh, real. It's not real, right? It doesn't exist. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we're we're definitely excited for w- uh, what's ahead. But yeah, that's pretty much our topic for today is the the falseness of mental health. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and. Um... Yeah, again, again, relating it to, to <laughs> relating it to uh, to how it really pertains to us and how we view it and how we've grown up with it. Um, I think each of us has done some research on it. Um, I've looked around, dude. I actually, this was actually real interesting. I found out only about twenty percent of of the community within men uh, are even really aware about mental health and and you know depressions anxieties and things like that and only about 10 percent of them really pursue into doing something about that dude that's a low ass number like i mean i i I knew that hey i figured it was an issue i mean the simple fact that uh, one of the articles i was reading one of the doctors was just they were just the doctors discussing you know given all the information all the all the boring facts right that are that are good information and not necessarily what what we want to focus on um but one of the things that really caught my eye, dude, was that the doctor said, um, said I, have, I have men that have came in here that have discussed, um, you know, basically, once they start showing signs of anxiety, of depression, or, or anything, once they start opening up, we need to help them because 
there's clearly a problem. And I say that because even something simple as for me to say that I go to therapy, dude, bro, right away. Oh, what's going on, man? How you doing? And, and honestly, dude, I'm good. I mean, I'm not always good, for sure. I have my moments, mm-hmm. and I think that therapy for me is a great guide to keep me like grounded, and it keeps me reflecting on myself sometimes. And I, that's like the one thing. That's my gym. Like I commit to that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's my 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 go to. Um, but it's it's interesting that of, out of everything, it's like the second that we say, "Hey, Santiago," you know, or "Hey, Carlos," like you go to therapy. It's like, oh, dude, this guy's probably like falling apart because we don't go to therapy. It's like, it shouldn't. Should, again, it should be it should be normal, you know. It's not for yeah. everyone, and I understand that. Not everyone tries to do that, and I think mm-hmm. that that's where it also changes the 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 fact that culturally it's different for us. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first started going to therapy, one of the biggest things was was, you know, hi Juan Carlos, you know, how do you feel from one to ten? And it was like, dude, no, no way. You know, like this, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. You sit there. Okay. Can you tell me how you feel about this? That to me was just like, this is a joke. Like I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't do this. I can't do this. And going back to what we're doing here, it's like, I had to understand too, that it's like, there's a certain approach, dude. You got to feel a certain connection when you go. And the therapist that I have now, it's like, she understands it. There's a lot of conversations that I, I feel like I don't even have to explain to her for us to even discuss and say, Hey, you know, uh, it it makes me feel like a bitch. If I say, Hey, I want a hug. I could talk, you know, there's somebody that could look at me and say, that's weird. It's so, it's so normal. It's so normal to be able to say something like that. But until I was able to put myself in a place where they said, hey, it's still not necessarily okay, but I understand where that comes from. It's where for me right. was like, oh, yes, dude. Like now I can start moving in the right direction, you know, put myself in a better place. How many uh, was it? Uh, the therapist you're seeing now, is this the first therapist you've ever seen or did you kind of fish around for a little bit? No, dude, I was told, I was told to shop around. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and to be honest, dude, she was, she was the, 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 like the only Latina that I went with. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. and that's, that's where I started noticing that a lot of, even like certain things that I was talking about anger or like, I didn't identify them as machismo traits or saying like, oh, it's because I'm being a machista or, or I have these toxic masculine. Because a lot of it was that. It wasn't necessarily me about being emotional. It was more about like, like oh, no, dude, I'm not doing that. Or no, I'm like mm-hmm. listening. You know, the pride, the ego. Yeah. Those, those are the things that like for me were just so ingrained that it's like as soon as I brought him up, it's like she almost like, like laughed. But I wasn't offended by it. Like I wasn't offended by the laugh thinking like, oh, no, like. You, you take me as a joke. It was more like she gets it. She knew mm. where it came from. Shout out to For her, sure. by the way. I'm, I'll leave her name out of it, you know, but she, she, she knows who she is. <laughs> Shout out to her. Thank you. Yeah. Super great. Ask for, her. For Ma- maybe it's good for business. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. right? I did, I did ask her, and, and, and I was like, hey, I'll keep your name out of it until, you know, yeah. we'll get there. But yeah, super for grateful sure. for her. Yeah. Yeah. But what about, and, yeah, so let me ask you guys, though. Yeah. Mental health. Does it exist? Does it not exist? And I think at some point you guys probably started figuring out that certain things that you felt were were a thing, just like mental health turned out to be a thing, right? So, right. Yeah, you guys want to elaborate a little bit on that? Santi, you want to go and take? Oh, bro, I'm like trying to think about the question. So Um, fast. I mean, (laughs) for for. 
I don't know. But, I, I mean, what what did, did did you ever hear the words about somebody being depressed or somebody having anxiety? Oh, oh yeah. I uh, for for me, it's it's. I, I think my background with mental health, it's it's a it's a little different. And I think everyone's background with mental health is going to be different. Everyone's going to have right. a different situation. Um, their mind is going to handle it a, a certain way. But um, so me being in the military, dude, that's probably one of the bigger things that they kind of uh, uh, talk about, you know, uh, when, when you're in the army and whatnot, you talk, you think about uh, behavioral health and, and not just that, but when, when you're jumping on social media and you're around the military thing, you see a lot of PTSD awareness. You see a lot of the 22 a day um, where it's 22, uh, 22 veter- uh, veterans commit suicide every single day. Um, things like that. You're you're seeing oh, all these uh, statistics and and awareness for this, awareness for that. So I've always been aware of mental health and depression and anxiety, but I never fully experienced uh, depression or anxiety. At least I don't think I I did until after Afghanistan. When I came back from Afghanistan, that's when I started having like the legit like just freaking out panic attacks i was having night terrors i was there was a couple times where i would wake up in the middle of the night and and i'm i'm swinging and i'm kicking and i'm hitting my my ex-wife you know at the time so um i the way i the, the way um what's it called therapy worked for me and and like you said carlos therapy works differently for everybody um right so for me, that one-on-one therapy sessions, um, it didn't work for me at all. And I bounced through so many th- different therapists, and I just I can never get it. I can never my, the thing that I couldn't stand, and it, it's crazy because we could probably reach out to to veterans, and they'll probably agree with me that that the thing that we hate the most is when we're when we're trying to express ourselves what what we've gone through what we've witnessed things like that the last thing we want to hear is someone say i understand unless you were really there or unless you've gone and seen combat and things like that then okay right, then right. then we'll be like okay all right fine but if if you haven't if you if you're just a, if you're just a therapist and you haven't experienced combat or life-threatening uh, uh, situations, then we we get mad. I, I've I've been mad several times at my at therapists for saying like, Dude, you don't fucking understand, you don't get it. Like don't don't sit here and, and keep telling me I understand, I get it. Like no, that that's just gonna piss me off even more. Um, so when it came to therapy, it never really worked for me, but this does. This right here, being surrounded by a good group of dudes. Um, and just kind of being able to just share our emotions and our feelings without, I guess, I guess for me is, is I always felt a pressure that when you go to therapy, um, I always thought in the back of my head where that I always thought, okay, I'm getting fixed. All right. Uh, something, some, something yeah. is, something has to be getting fixed in there. And when it wouldn't be getting fixed, I would, my expectations for it were just, getting shot down every single time because I'd get out of a session and I'd be even more angry. I'd be even more pissed off than when I first walked in. So I'm telling myself like, dude, what the hell's going on in my head that it's not getting fixed to where 
something like this where I surround myself with, with, with good dudes and to me that's that's more healing, you know, because I'm not setting an expectation of like, okay, I'm going to talk to someone and they're going to help me through my problems. Now I'm just talking with the boys. Now we're just here. We're having a good time. We're doing what we're doing and leaving it at that. Um, Makes sense. But Makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's it's a dude. It's it's a lot, bro. It, especially um, uh, talking to other veterans and whatnot. Um, this is definitely a touchy subject for for a lot of veterans and dude, a lot of men in general. You know, um, right, right? Shoot, I was uh, I was looking up that uh, uh, a statistic that was saying um, uh, that one in five men develop an alcohol dependency once they establish some form of depression or anxiety attack <laughs> as i take a sip of my drink as you take a sip <clears throat> of your beer so i, I thought that was crazy you know i'm that. like yeah. that's uh, that's kind of and and the thing that i yeah. feel like we we should really try to try to uh tell listeners and whatnot is that is um there's other outlets out there um whether it's one-on-one therapy whether it's you go out and you hang out with the with a group of guys so for example my what helped me was getting off all the medications I, I bounced off seven to eight different types of anti-anxiety antidepressants sleeping aids so many different things and what really helped me was just getting out there breathing in clean air um just kind of getting that sunshine you know just getting that exercise yeah um and so I think that's something that we should really try to um, just kind of push out there. Like, you know, it's, 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 there's so many other safe options to, right, to right, right. help yeah, yourself. For sure, for sure. You know? That makes sense. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But Santi, sense. Uh, what, what do you got yeah. on this? Before I start, and I mean, and this isn't even me, like, I'm not even trying to be one of those people, like, you know, it's more of an invitation. I, I uh, for UQ, like, I, I wouldn't. I mean, because you're right, bro. There's nothing more annoying than when you feel like someone doesn't know what you're going through. And then they say, oh, yeah, I get it. It's like, uh, no, right. you don't. Um, <laughs> but, like, I mean, don't, don't, like, I wouldn't just shut down the idea of therapy just yet if you're open to it. Just because, dude, who's to say there there are veterans who become therapists who then are lice, you know, because I feel like the great thing about therapy that you won't get from any anywhere else is a sense of like, um, like when they diagnose you with something and you trust them, not, not right. just them diagnosing well, you with that, but it's, it's done through this, like through a foundation of trust for me, when right. it happened to me, bro, it was like, like I was able to breathe yeah, because right. I, it felt, it almost felt like, um, validation in a sense like right i'm not the only one i'm not, and like once again I, i'm not even saying this to you like oh you know but no anyway, no whatever. i think we're all different yeah. you know what right I mean? you're I, right i get that maybe but it's i mean for you know but yeah there's there, there so. is a story there is a story um a, i want to tell it real quick um and then i'll let you go ahead and and, sure, and, and get yeah, back to you it. so and and it's 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 on what you just said is you're mm-hmm. absolutely right santi you're absolutely right that if there can be a veteran that gets the proper licensing to become a therapist and they can work for the VA, they can work for their own private practice, things like that, to where other veterans can go in. And this has happened before. So for example, um, I, I knew, I, I know a guy 
who similar situation he's he was he's a veteran um multiple deployments like i this guy was a war dog like oh, no, he was off. just non-stop sorry it cut off um, a little bit oh um i was just saying that that the, this guy that i knew he was just uh mm -hmm. he was just a, a war dog he multiple deployments um he actually uh, i'm pretty sure he has like two purple hearts and wow. um uh, yeah so so crazy background when it comes to combat uh combat deployments um and similar situation is he was bouncing between different therapists um and he just couldn't find one he couldn't find one he couldn't find one then he met a therapist who actually was a veteran himself and clicked they he's like this is my guy this is this is my like this is my go-to dude i trust him so he was going to him for a couple months now here's the thing where it's going to get a little dark is that therapist unfortunately committed suicide mm. and so that oh, ended shit. up just completely throwing him back because he's like yeah, yeah this guy's supposed to help me. You know, this guy is like, I, I built up this, this and, and that. And, and, and I'm sure that, that situation right experience. there is very rare. I'm sure it's a rare occasion where something like that could happen, but it's just, it's something that like I heard it. And now that scares me, you know, for sure. Right. Now for I'm sure. like, and that's what it is, bro. And you know what? To be honest, that's what it is, man. It's, 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 it's a trauma. Just like, just like we discussed in the last episode, it's, it's a trauma because I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys a quick story. Like, Okay, so one of my things is I didn't know this until until I found out later about having to do with well, it was more it was actually more of a, of a trauma. I think I discussed it like Santi knows this. When I was about seven years old, dude, I saw a pit bull rip a kid like a four year old's cheek off, like just right in front of me, dude. And so for the longest, I don't care how many articles you showed me, I don't care how many videos you showed me about pit bulls being good dogs. They're not. They're just not. You know and. <clears throat> That was stuck in my head, similar to like you were saying. And the thing is this, bro, as men too, we got to understand. And I don't even think it's as men. I think it's as humans. We will look at what we want to look at. We will justify what we want to believe. Because I'm pretty sure, and, and again, this is, I, I'm challenging you, right? Like I'm not necessarily saying what is wrong, but I could sit here and I could probably find articles on a hundred dudes that have gone to therapy with therapists that fucking have been growing garden you know flowers their whole lives and somehow were able right. to change the lives of these 100 soldiers and then i could probably find articles about another 100 that went in there thinking with a positive attitude and got screwed over by by the va or whatever it was right you know so i only expose that because i think that once we're able to externalize it in this case like santi was saying earlier where it's not when I went and I and, and I found out, hey, you have the machismo, you have this, you have this, you have this. Of course, I felt like shit. Of course, like I wasn't glorifying how I felt. I knew that I had to feel like shit in order to feel better. But that suffering for me was growth. And more than anything, the fact that I externalized it, that I exposed it, dude, it was almost like I got rid of that insecurity and I was able to tackle it. And, and I think to a certain extent, too, I was able to hold myself accountable because I knew now like – I've always felt like someone someone that sits and says, oh, it's because I'm, I'm just like, I'm just like that. To me, to me, <laughs> that's worse than you not knowing you have toxic traits and making a conscious decision of saying, yeah. I'm, like, like, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't know that I was manipulating. I didn't know that I was just being a macho and that I wasn't listening to my partner. I didn't know that. Like, 
but but to to consciously be aware and say oh that's that's just who i am to me like that's, that's the worst thing that's being comfortable that's being comfortable and and tying that in to mental health tying that into what we're discussing i feel like that's one of the biggest problems with it because i know that i grew up almost with the wiring of we get to a certain age and then like and that is who we are you know and so then so then what happens after that like do you just accept I mean, the way i see it now dude we never stop growing we never stop changing like we we never stop doing that and you see it in in you know politics and everything that's going on right now and and to not be able to still have an open mind of understanding, hey, we, we need to continue growing. We need to continue seeing things differently. I think that sometimes it causes us to be very, very close-minded about the things that go on around us. Not necessarily to change our minds or to, or to how can I say it, like, be someone we're not. But simply just being open to the, to the idea that, hey, okay, I understand five, ten years ago therapy wasn't a thing, you know, that it's still hard for me sometimes to realize like, hey, if I'm expressing myself, I'm not weak. Like to this day, right. to have to ask, you know, someone that I love to say, hey, I kind of, I miss being hugged is like, oh, I feel like such a bitch. Like I, I do, I do, but I have to push myself and tell myself like, dude, this is you. This is the world that you've created in your head. This is the world that you are in control of. You can change that. I think at the end of the day, we all want control. We all want to be able to have that control of everything that we're doing, you know? And and my my piece of advice to that is that when we allow those traumas as 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 intense as they can be to define us, dude, then we're no longer in control, which means that for you to grow, for you to be better, like, you're kind of fucked to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Like, in a, in a way right. where, like, we can only go so far sometimes because it's like, well, I'm not in control because to a certain extent, that, that's that got one over me. My anxiety's got one over me. So, like, I think one thing that helps me out sometimes is to be able to look at the anxiety now from the outside, you know, or to look at these things out there. And trust me, dude, I know it's not easy. I know that it's not the same for us. And the common theme that I'm hearing from the three of us, which is the most important part too, uh, that you bring up a good point, Q, is the connection, right? Because therapy, therapy, I think therapy is everything. Therapy is going golfing. Therapy is going out with the boys. Like therapy doesn't need to be me with this person asking how do I feel from one to 10. You know, right. I think we all have our quote unquote therapy sessions with, therapy. with doing these things mm -hmm. that make us fucking feel good, you know? But being able to be in control of those things and everything that's out of our control, not letting it take over, I think is where we'll start to see like, oh shit, you know, I was so concerned about other people taking me seriously. And then it got to a point where I was like, maybe I'll just take myself seriously. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and if nobody does, uh, fuck it. But I know I do. And that's where it was a huge game changer for me. I think you know, I, I want to hear, I want to hear a little more from Santi about, about therapy, like how, how. Maybe not even therapy, you know, necessarily. I, I don't, are, you, are you going to therapy right now, buddy, Chance, dude? I'm not, bro. But before okay. I go so, into so, that so, part. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, because, um, like, he was talking about, like, kind of, like, where he's, like, where it started. And you talk, so, real quick, I just, like, um, did you feel any type of, like, um, 
like I guess like what you call mental health issues before you went to Afghanistan like was that a thing for you or was it really when you came back came back um so yes okay so 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 the 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 easy answer is yes um I always felt like there was something just kind of just the the wiring was a little off Mm -hmm. um but something traumatic happened to me when I was a little kid um Mm. when 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 I was I think I was five when it happened and uh and I, it, it's, I want to share it. It's, it's just hard. But, um, and that, and yeah, and if you don't feel comfortable, you don't I, have to share it right now. Yeah, I mean, and, but, but my thing is, is, is I, I want to, like, we're, we're, I want to be vulnerable with you guys and, and, and our listeners too. And, 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 uh, but, when I was when I was five, I'm pretty sure that that's when that's when it happened. Um, uh, I was touched inappropriate by by an older guy, um, and I can't even remember how many times it happened, but uh, it fucked with me, dude. Growing up, and I would always brush it off. I would always just tell myself like, okay, whatever. Like I was young. I can't even remember how old this guy was, um, but I, that's all he told myself. Is I was a little kid, you know, just just okay, whatever. Leaving leaving it at that and and whatnot. And it really didn't start consuming me until I got back from Afghanistan. So that's why that's why it's hard mm-hmm. for me to say that's yes true. and no because because my entire life growing up, I always just kind of like closed it off. I closed that chapter off. Um, and when I came back from Afghanistan, I think it was because it was like an overload of senses that it just, boom, like just everything just kind of bursted out. And, um, and dude, I I didn't tell anyone until maybe three years ago, three and a half years ago. That's when I actually, that's when I first opened up about it. Um, and that was to Emily. Um, and she was, we were going through issues and whatnot and, and she's like, well, let's get to the root of the problem. Like, what's really going on? And dude, I, I remember I just broke down, and I was like, I think it might be from that, maybe? I was like, I uh, I don't know 100%. That's hard, man. But I think that a lot of things stem from that because I kept so much things locked in. And I'm in a place now where it happened, and I'm, I'm not at peace that it happened because no one will ever be at peace, but I'm at peace where it's like, I'm not going to let that dictate me and I'm not going to let it yeah. consume my life and, and, and whatnot. But to real quick, um, yes, I, I think I had mental, I would question my mental health growing up, um, but it really didn't affect me completely 100% until I got back from Afghanistan. Sorry, that For was sure. a way wow. longer no, no, answer. No, than no, no, no. Hey, man, <laughs> I, I appreciate you sharing, bro. That takes a lot, Thanks, man. bro. I, I didn't expect that answer. So sorry. Yeah, thank you. Uh, no, you're good. No need to be sorry, okay. bro. You know this is what the space is for. So yeah, thanks, thank you guys. for trusting us with that information, and um, and yeah, hopefully we can continue. You know, figuring this shit out because it's right. a lot. And so right. the but the reason right. I asked that question was because when I, when I, I remember the first time I felt anxiety. It was a 2020 special. Fucking it was Friday <laughs> night. 
and I was set to go to Mexico with my mom on vacation, like in a few weeks, like you know, like maybe two weeks from the date that I was watching this oh, goddamn no. special. And you know those specials, bro. Always dramatic with Barbara Walters in the background, <laughs> making it all dramatic. But it was pretty much about a plane that crashed or malfunctioned into a crash. I don't remember oh. specifics. All I remember was, oh, hell, motherfucker, no. Like, I'm about to get on one of these planes. And so, <laughs> bro, for the next weeks leading into it, I was fucking shitting bricks, bro. It got to the point where, so the reason we were going that week, I think it was like my spring break or something. So I had a week off from school. And now, I, I mean, I think I had mentioned to you all, my dad, if I wasn't in school, he took me to work, you know? So th this week, literally, I was like, you know what? Like, I have it off. I have to go to Mexico, but I really don't want to because of the plane. So I, I talked to my parents. I'm like, look, I really don't want to go to Mexico. I'm really afraid. Um... And so my parents trying to trick me into saying, like saying yes to the plane, because the plane ticket was already bought. They pretty much put this ultimatum, like, if you don't go to Mexico, you're going to go to, you're going to go work with your dad. And I was like, cool, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Sign me up, bro. <laughs> Dude. I'll, and take, I feel like, I'll take a round trip to Anxiety City, please. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right, bro? And so, and I was like, no, sick, dude. I'll just go work with him as long as I don't have to deal with this airplane. The funny thing is, I never really gained the phobia of airplanes. It was like just like this anxiety at that time. I, to be, I can't remember if this was before or after my mother was diagnosed with cancer. Because I will say, ever since... Um, because I don't know what came first. Was I just wired anxiously or was it really brought on because of, you know, what was happening? And it was, I mean, because like yeah. I said, I never really cried about my, I, I don't really remember feeling any primary emotion with what my mom was going through. So maybe it was just manifesting itself in an anxiety, like in an right. anxious way as for a child, you know? And so as yeah, I yeah. grew, as I grew older, that anxiety, I think, then turned into anger. And anger was like... That was what I had a sweet tooth for. That was my shit for the longest time. And Carlos, you remember how I was like throughout <laughs> high school, bro. I do. Give me I a do. reason. There's a saying, si me buscan, me encuentran. And dude, that was mm. legit me. And I, I sometimes I looked for a reason, you know, like to be mad or to whatever. And so, uh, so yeah, I went from anxiety to severe anger. And I think now until my adulthood, now what's been hitting me a little bit more has been more uh, alcohol, alcohol use for sure. Like I definitely look forward to that drink on like a Friday to just escape, you know, um, and yeah. depression. Depression has been another one that has hit me later on in life where like, you know, it's, you know, pan all those panic disorders too, like, you know, panic attacks and whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, like after I had my first panic attack, the one that I shared with y'all last week, dude, for the next few weeks, bro, I felt bedridden, bro. I, I didn't even want to get out of bed. I was afraid to get out of bed for some reason. And I looked, I, I looked it up during that time. It's actually called agoraphobia. And it's the fear of fear. Like it's, I wasn't afraid of Ooh. anything. I was afraid of having a panic attack in public. You know, right, right. And so those are some, just some of the like the the mental health issues that I feel like I've I've gone through throughout my lifetime. Um, and I definitely see some. You know, I I can speculate where these things are coming from. Um, but you know what? It's it's still think, a journey. You, you know, it's still, it's still a trip. 
I don't. I mean, I don't. I haven't done enough research on it to know. But do you, do, like, do you think? Would you say this stuff's in our in our, like, genes, or do you think, do you think it's a mixture of that and That's and also just all these things that have brought us up that expose them, you know? And I and I think so. So I, I actually um, I, I was I was holding on to this while while Santi was speaking because. Because he, he was kind of mentioning it. Uh, he mentioned some stuff about it. Um, so I think what happens is is as kids, I think it is in us. I think it's just it's, it's in our DNA that we have that, that mechanism that just that clicks. But when we're kids, when we're young, we're, we're, we have these innocent minds where to us, we think we're scared or mm. we think we're nervous or things like that. And as we get older, we start learning about, okay, anxiety and panic attacks and agoraphobia and things like that. And it's funny because, so I want to, I, I definitely want to ask you guys um, uh, uh, how physically, physically how you guys felt. Because I remember when I got my first actual panic attack um, and uh, when, it, when it first hit, dude, like Santi touched on last episode, I legit thought I was gonna die, dude. I legit was like, my heart's stopping. Like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> what, what's going to, what's going on to my heart? And so I remember, um, so the when it first hit me, I'm, I remember I was sitting down and I was, I think I was laying in bed or something, and I was laying in bed, and dude, I just had this wave of just like, just. I got fear, maybe fear or, or just do just wave or just like just something just hit me. And I'm like, oh, I feel weird. And like my, every single sense just boom, kicked up to freaking level, like just, just 11, yeah. bro, just yeah. super high gear. And so I remember I, I was checking my pulse and I'm like, oh, I don't I don't feel like I don't feel normal. And I'm checking my pulse and I can't feel my pulse. And I'm like, dude, what the hell? So, so I'm like, I'm checking everywhere and I'm like, why can't I feel a pulse? And I start freaking out even more. And dude, out of nowhere, my heart was just do, 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 just hardcore, bro. And I'm like, bro, what the hell is going on? And so I remember I went to my roommate uh, across the hallway and I'm like, dude, you got to take him to the hospital, bro. I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I was like, my, my heart, it feels weird, all this other stuff. And I'm out of breath. And he's like, dude, sit down, drink some water. And so I'm sitting there. And, dude, it was just nonstop. And so, like, my heart would just start pounding nonstop. And then it would just, like, stop pounding and just calm. And then it would start pounding again. And I'm like, nah, dude, take me to the hospital. Physically, bro, it just, oh, man, it feels like you're, I, I don't know what a heart attack feels like. But to me, I feel like that's kind of what a heart attack would feel like, you know, just because you're like, oh, my God, my heart. Like, what the hell's yeah. going on? Um, so I definitely want to want to get a take of, of how you guys physically felt because I'm sure it, I'm sure panic attacks feel different to, to everybody. Um, so yeah. I, I, I want to hear what, how, how it felt to you guys. Santi, uh, Carlos, any of you? You want to go for it, Carlos? Me? No, you go for it, Carlos. Oh, you go, you go. I, I, don't even, I don't even know, man. I just, like I said, I, I think when I found out about my anxiety, I didn't know what it was. I just know that I felt like I felt cold all the time. You know, there'd be certain mm -hmm. times where I'd be driving to certain things or going to certain places, and I was shaking, dude. Like my back would start hurting, and I'd be shaking, and I, I could, I, I didn't know, and and like I never questioned it though, and so, and I think that that's where this whole modern macho thing comes in, where 
not only the lack of resources sometimes or the lack of us really making the effort, you know, because I I don't want to say that it's it was out of my control because I think if we wanted to, we could have seeked that information, you know, and and mm-hmm. so I guess like why 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 didn't we? And and I think that that's where the stigma comes in where because it doesn't exist, you know, and I think that that's that's where hopefully we can start to change things, right? Because I think that being able to say, hey, like, dude, I can't tell you the day that I found out that the fact that, like, I was literally just hanging out in bed all day every day and that I thought, like, something was weird, but I just, I thought I was just a piece of shit. Come to find out I was depressed, like, dude, that day was such a sigh of relief that it was like, oh, shit, like, this is a thing. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. I could do something about this. Like, you know, I'm in control again. I can do something. And I think that that's, that's what, what is m- even more of a problem than the mental health is also the stigmas that are tied into it and the worlds that we created. So I kind of want to know also, I mean, of course, you know, w- what it did for you physically, but also like, you know, I know, I know we all grew up with mental health that we've now identified, but I'm curious to know what was mental health in your households? You know, because I'm sure it was brought up at some point, or I'm sure, like you said, right? Like we talked about depression, or, or I'm sure I know I heard like, oh, it's good, you know, your tia, whatever, she's depressed. But like, how was that viewed? How was that? Because that's what I think mm. dictated a lot of what we did growing up. Because that's that's why, to me, mental health, dude, you're weak. You know, if I mm. go based off of growing up, you're weak. It means that mentally you're just not strong enough. It means mm. you're not man enough. Yeah. It means that you're not capable of getting up and you're shedding a tear or you have anxiety. You know, man the fuck up. What do you mean you're freaking out? You know, even when you're yeah. playing sports and, you know, you don't know how to pass the ball. Fucking dad's out there yelling at you to pass it. You know, <laughs> thinking that we're, we're being tough and it's the right thing to do. Meanwhile, I'm having a damn anxiety attack. One, I fucked up. You know, I still didn't give the pass. And two, it's like it was scarring me of like. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta figure it out. I gotta figure it out. I gotta be quick. I gotta, I gotta know what's going on. And so, I'm interested in knowing a lot of that from you guys too, like because that that was a big one for me. You just, yeah. it just didn't exist, dude. It didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Before before I d- dive into it, um, to get back to to Q STEM, I feel I definitely felt that one, the heart attack. I feel like the, there's two types for me. I get two types of panic attacks. One is a heart attack one, and the second one's the stroke, and that's just what I call them, because like the st- so the panic the heart one is exactly how you say it. like you get the sweaty palms like yes. you can't really breathe but you can at the same time but you can't mm-hmm. you don't even know what to feel honestly I, my arm my left arm went numb uh, in my first one so that's when I was like I'm having a goddamn panic I mean a heart attack um, so dude like all these things manifested whatever um, so. Uh, what was it my stroke one my first stroke one didn't happen until maybe like a year and a half after no that's wrong yeah like about a year no lies eight months after my first one and so um that one that one scared the shit out of me because this one was like uh i don't even know how to put it bro i felt like i entered the goddamn matrix and it was like, you ever seen like in movies? Where, like I'm gonna try to do this effect with my like just sound, and let, let, I want to see if y'all could. But when things go like, 
like it's like, it's, it's like Doctor Strange when he gets it, yeah. pushed out of his his little exactly, round thing. dude. Bro, like I feel like my death percep my my death perception was off. Like I I the things I felt didn't feel real. Like I almost just felt like like I didn't I I stopped to exist, bro. And the first time I had that one, I was in the car with Den- uh, well my fiance and her two <laughs> nephews, and um and bro like I mean you're with kids in the car. I'm not trying to freak out in front of the kids. So we're on the seven ten. We're going to the mall, and this is happening, and I'm just keeping my damn mouth shut. As soon as I got out of the car in the parking lot, I just told Denise I need some time, and I called uh, my sister, and she helped me, walk me through that one. But that one is so hard to explain because it was just so, like, there's a little bit of the breathlessness, but a lot mm-hmm. of it is, like, your mind and sensations that are going through your body of, like, Sensations I can't even explain, like right, almost like right. goosebumps. You know how goosebumps are a sensation you feel. Yeah, it's another yeah. type. But like, yeah. but anywho. No, uh, and, and but in terms, oh yeah, uh huh. I don't know. Well, well, real quick, and and to kind of, yeah. cause I don't know if I felt anything like that completely, but um, what I've heard um, when it comes to any panic attack. So anyone out there listening, um. You can try this if you encounter a panic attack, anxiety attack, whatever it may be. So what I heard, and this is what they told me in the army when I was constantly having these issues, is that the first thing you want to do is you you kind of want to reset your senses. So mm-hmm. the first thing you want to do is try to taste two different things. So either mm-hmm. chew a gum and then drink a soda. Then you want to touch five different mm-hmm. things, a cup a water bottle, just reach for different things. And then I think it was read five different sentences or like a billboard or anything like that. And that kind of, it helps, it helps ground you. It helps make you realize like, okay, I'm still in control of my body because what a lot of people don't realize. And as much as we hate it, panic attacks are, are actually defense mechanisms in our body. Like, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Dr. Uh, Freud, uh, that's one of the things um, that he that he spoke about is that your body um, thinks that there's a threat around you, so it's trying to create a mental threat for your body to just start reacting in a certain way, and that's that's pretty much all it is, dude. It's your body's just trying to defend itself from your own mind, you know, all as crazy adrenaline. as it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah. <clears throat> yeah. um, for that. And, and, you know, another. Speaking of tips, another one that's helped me sometimes, this is more like, it, like you know, when you feel your heart a little bit and it's, you kind of get it started. It doesn't always work. I think, you know, obviously there are things that you develop. Um, but if you like, like hold your breath and close your nostril with your hand and you blow, like almost like if you're going to blow your nose, but you're mm-hmm. holding your nostrils closed, that's supposed to also have some sort of like reset like reset uh, effect on the I heart. Think I, yeah, you know? I think I've heard something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, but the grounding like, one is a really good one. Thanks for sharing yeah. that, Q. Um, that one is a lifesaver sometimes. It's best to do too. It's best to do before. Like yeah. the the earlier you catch it, mm-hmm. start doing it because yeah. once you're in the middle of it, you're really gonna have. It's gonna be harder to get out of it. Yeah. So, anyways, so I didn't real quick. Well. To, no, 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 you're, and you're fine, bro. But but tra- tra- transition to to Carlos's uh, 
uh, his his question, question as to how it was like mental health in 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 your household growing up and whatnot. Santi, dude, you just cracked the case right now with your story. So I and I think this is where it comes from. So your story, you were saying that you were driving in the car with your fiance and her two nephews, correct? Her two younger nephews. Yeah. So, and you didn't want to freak out in the car because you were feeling things. You didn't want to scare them. And I think that's what happens right there is I think our parents go through these same situations. They have these things, but because we're young and we're kids, they don't want to scare us. They don't mm -hmm. want us to freak out like, oh my God, what's happening to mom and dad? What's like, they're older. They're supposed to know what's happening and, and what's going on in, in life and, and everything in general. And I think that that's what happens right there is that our parents, I, and I, I didn't, my mom didn't tell me this until pff, later. I think this was like three, four years ago that she suffered with anxiety majority of her life that she's been suffering with it and whatnot. And, but she didn't tell me this until a couple years ago. But I think right, Santi, right there for exactly what you said is when they're raising us, they don't want us to see those flaws. They don't want us to be like, what's going on with mom and dad? Like we're supposed to see our parents in this almost perfect picture and our parents are trying to create this perfect path for us to follow that mental health gets thrown in the back burner. And it's like, dude, you have so many other things to worry about in life. You got to have a good job. You have a got to make sure you have a good career. You got to make sure you, you find a, a person for you. Start a, whatever it may be. I think so many priorities get thrown in front and mental health gets thrown in back, thrown in the back because of that yeah, right there. Sure. They, they don't want for us sure. to freak out. Santi, dude, when, when you were telling that story, bro, I'm like, Dude, you're you're cracking it right there. <laughs> that dude. must like, be what it is. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, I'm sure that's like, a part of it at least. You uh, know? Yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that it's a hundred percent. No, that, and, and the I thing too. Like... <clears throat> no, go for it. My bad. My bad. The thing no, too good. is that I think not only not only is it the being tough though, but hey, let's let's be real, dude. That shit talking starts to scar too. I mean, I think it's not just the fact that it's always about trying to be tough like i'll be honest and for me it wasn't always about being tough because of my son like <laughs> five years before that dude i still had it and i still struggled with it and i think that what was big was that it's like it just doesn't it was more the fact that, that it's like you were judged now let me ask you guys this uh how have you guys approached people and, you know, maybe not now, right? Because I think, I know for myself, I'm in a different place now. But I could tell you, dude, I've been a dick when it comes to being there for someone else that says they have mental health. Mm. I mean, yeah. Well, dude, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm go ahead and let Santi answer the, the family one, see how, how mental health affected his family life. And then he can go ahead and just transition into that uh, question. Yeah. No, uh, mm, yeah. I'm trying to keep track of all the questions. They're all good questions. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I think... Well, did you share, Carlos, about how, how it was viewed in your household before I go? Uh, so, I think my, I, saw my mom, I saw my mom go through it. I saw my mom go through it, and not knowing really what it was, I just knew that she was always down. She used to... She needed a lot of validation from my dad, dude. Like, a lot. Um, and... 
I don't even want to say constant need for attention because I feel like she never really got it. So it looked like she constantly needed it. But I, now thinking, dude, like I don't think she was really asking for much. But I also got to see a lot of a lot of how my mom was being very manipulative too and very abusive. And so I tell you, my dad, I don't think ever took it seriously. You know, and mm. it was very much it was very much easy for like my mom my my mom to kind of like resort to medication, and that was always that me personally. I just like to me. I guess because I always felt like what I was what I was going through wasn't deep enough to need medication. Like like I felt like I hadn't gone through everything myself to be like, yo, I've tried, I've done everything that I can. Now it's just, you know, whatever's going on in my brain or whatever that I need I need help. I need a medicine to help me. I need I need to smoke a joint or I need to take this med- like whatever it is that I need to help me get to where I was. Even drink alcohol. Like I I feel like I was grounded enough to know or maybe just being so hard on myself where I always felt like no you are capable of doing it. Stop being lazy and resorting to those things. And, and again, and, and that's for me. I could be wrong. Maybe there's, I, I'm sure there's 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 cases where it's a lot more intense and people need that. But for me, I, I was just always like, dude, I got to try everything and anything before. And I realized that I wasn't, you know, that I wasn't really taking the time to listen, that I wasn't taking the time to sit down and put my thoughts on paper. Because it's one thing to talk about them, but when you start putting shit down on paper, dude, that shit hits a little differently. Mm-hmm. You know, it mm-hmm. hits a little differently. And Most and definitely. so once I started doing those things, I started figuring out like, oh, well, I don't I don't need to drink all the time to, you know, to make up for this. I don't need to take the medication. I don't need to even even uh, something simple as like melatonin. You know, it, the body, you know, we produce it. It's something that it's fine. You know, just like everything else that can be addictive. So can soda. You know, what I mean, that's how I see it. But. I did it for like a day or two and then I, I kind of like chewed myself out and I was like, dude, if you just get yourself in a better schedule and you start sleeping fucking at eight, you know, commit to sleeping at nine, nine thirty instead of, you know, relying on it, then, then you'll be fine. And then if you find out that, dude, you're doing everything you can that's in your control to make it happen and you can't, and then you're going to have to go to that, you know, then I, maybe I would have considered using it. But in my personal experience, it was, it was just, it was the stigmas like, it just doesn't exist. We don't do it. And and between the men, oh, I don't think I would have ever. I do it now, but I don't think I would have ever even brought it up. Because I'll tell you even mm. now, like when I joke about it or when I say like, oh, I go to therapy. It's like, the fuck? You know? Like, oh, you're a pussy. And, and it's like, but you start to realize that once you start embracing it, you know, the way you reflect things, the way you see things about yourself is how other people view it. At the end of the day, nobody gives a shit. People are going to give you crap no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're doing something right, you're going to hear it. If you're doing something wrong, you're going to hear it. But, like, it's like when we talk crap to each other, dude. You know, and, and there's, you get the you get, you get the one guy that gets butthurt about a joke. Oh, it's game over, dude. It's game over. You know, and that's a, that's a fun, to me, that's a fun scenario amongst the boys where we're having a good time. We're watching some sports and we're talking some shit about the game. You know, it's cool. That's what we do. That's, that's sometimes some of us need it. Some of us don't. I need it. You know, but. Right. When you're able to put yourself in a situation, and how many times have you guys talked shit to the dude that he's just like talking shit on himself? Mm-hmm. It ain't no fun. Mm-hmm. It ain't no fun. Right. And and mental health, I think, is, is the same thing. And Q said it earlier. I think we put that in the very back. And one thing I've learned is that when we make that a priority, and we put that up front, just like physical health and taking the time to say, hey, you know, I got chewed out by my therapist because she's like, you're talking about all this mental health. 
what'd you eat for breakfast? It's 12 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, I haven't eaten anything. She's like, <laughs> she, she pretty much was like, don't give me all this bullshit about positive vibes and being good when you can't even make yourself some food in the morning. Out, yeah. I was so quiet. She told me out. She's like, you're annoyed, huh? I was like, yeah, I'm annoyed. Like, I'm really annoyed, you know? She's like, well, yeah, I'm going to call you out. It is what it is. But mm-hmm. that kind of put it into perspective, too. Like, dude, the, it, it, it all, it's all very important. It's all very important. Yeah. And, and we have this, like, yo, we got to make it happen. We got to make it happen. We got to do what we got to do. And we do. We got to take care of our shit. But if we don't take care of ourselves in those ways, though, um, I'm realizing that, that we can't actually do those. Like, we're so out of touch with ourselves when we do that, you know? Yeah. No, most definitely. Yeah, I feel like mental health in my household, I feel like there was there's two different sides in the house. So it was uh-huh. my mom and my oldest sister. And this is my perspective. I, I feel like if they listen to this and get mad, I put them. <laughs> but this is what I, my perspective. It's not about them right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I felt like, so I had my, my, my sister and my oldest and then my dad and um, my... Uh, I guess my my youngest sister, who's the the middle child in every uh, out of us three, and so I I I've kind of like I shared last week with my dad, you know there was really no connection in terms of uh, mental health, like there was really no talk about it really from him ever at all. Uh, I put my sister in that category just because with her, like I mean I I I'm sure like she knows about all that you know. But I feel like in terms of like when it would manifest in me, so primarily the the anger because that was the one that I really clinged on to in terms of how it manifested in me. Um, I think for her, she was just kind of like, you're being a bratty younger brother, which I'm sure I was a lot of the time too, you know. Um, But I even remember as I was getting older and I was understanding my anger, I would even try to have conversations with her about like, because she would always be like, why do you get mad about everything? And it's like, Korakudo was my name. But at the same time, I remember starting to feel like, well, I wasn't born corajudo either. Like, like oh, there's absolutely. there's hotheads in my family too. You know what I mean? It's not just right, me. I right. learned it from somewhere. I learned it from an environment, you know. And it's like, once again, I'm. This is totally like I'm not trying to play the victim card at all, but I no, I no, am no. just trying to understand like why it is the way I am. And and when I was feeling attacked by other people by my family about why I had this trait in me, it sometimes it was just kind of hard to, like, yeah, I'll take responsibility for my actions, but I also kind of wanted my, like, my family to see, like, hey, we can do better as a family if we just kind of talk yeah. about these. And so when I brought it up to my, to my uh, younger sister, I remember she totally brushed it off and was like, no, it's you. Like, it's you, it's you. And to this day, I, I still remember that conversation, and they hurt me. I'm not going to lie. It, it really it fucked with me because it makes you feel like, dude, you're the fucking problem. You know, mm-hmm. it's don't blame yeah. it on mental health, bro. Right. It's you, you know? And I feel like that's such a, a tiring thing to hear, you know, throughout all of our years. And once again, especially as as men, there's a certain expectation for you to, to you know, to, like for lack of better terms at this point, not be such a little bitch. You need a man up. Those are the words that you hear, you know? And so, you know, when I, when I, when I heard that from, you know, my family where I got that sense, it, it was really, I feel hurtful and just, I thought I found myself lost. Um, on the other side of the coin though, um, my other sister, honestly, I put it with my mom, not so much because she supported me, but she never really 
brought it up to me. Like she never really called me Cora. Like I, I don't really remember having as much tension there when it came to that. But with um, so I put her there as a supportive sister, even though, um, like I said, it was never really brought up. Yeah, this sister's gonna get pissed. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she is. But I mean, this is my. Pers- I love both of them. No, They're both. Yeah, you know, no, I know, I, I know. Just giving I, you shit, dude. You know, most, and I think it's me and my my younger sister. We have more of a, of that traditional sibling, like that rivalry where we talk shit to each other. And then me and my older right. sister, like she's like my second mom, like where she babied me, you know, and um. So, anywho, and but my mom really, she was the, because she had been going to therapy since, you know, she got diagnosed, you know, and I think she knew the power of therapy and talking and being in support groups and all this stuff. So, when I reached high school, my sophomore year, uh, you know, like anger was my big thing, and and they saw it, you know, like they, like, um, it, it wasn't pretty, obviously. And, you know, you're growing older, the hormones, it was just all bad. So, my mom took me to see her therapist at the time. And it's funny because like, I never really talked to my mom about the therapy sessions, but I felt like she just knew it was important that I talk about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, and I think she knew because of how, like how transformative it probably was for her when she was going through all her shit. You know what I mean? So it, it was kind of like, I'll be honest, bro. In the beginning, I was pissed, bro. I was like, of course I was pissed. You know, I'm always mad. But it's like, oh, what? <laughs> like, I need to go see a therapist? And I remember feeling that way the first time. I w- And, you know, because it just wasn't talked about, you know? It's kind of like, if you're going to go see a therapist, it's because you're fucking crazy. That's what you're thinking, you know? So um, that's kind of how yeah. it was in the beginning. Uh, I think it's changed a lot throughout the years where, you know, um, I think we're more open about it. We're all pretty much adults, you know? I mean, I'm the youngest in the family, and I'm turning 30, so... You know, yeah. <laughs> you kind of yeah, become more damn, open boy. about it. Yeah, I, I, and I, I so think, young. I think I think one of I think our pride, bro. I think our pride is really fucks with us and really what slows us down from growing with all this, because I think that the second, at least for me, the second someone told me to do something, even if it was good for me, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it, and I feel like at that point, because we feel like we're no longer doing it for ourselves, we're doing it for somebody else. It like. It's it screws that up. And, and and with that being said, I think that's why it's important that our audience knows we're not telling you you need to go fix yourself. You need to figure it out. You need to go. You know, I think if there's one thing that I've learned is that I really do believe that at the end of the day, everybody has to help themselves out. I've got love for everybody. And I you know I love giving back to the community. I love even being here for you guys. And, and that would be even amongst the three of us, you know, like that could be the advice right. I give you guys. Like, hey, if you're willing to listen, I, this is what I think. And this is what's gotten me through some of this stuff. And ah, maybe this is my suggestion. I don't fucking know. Like, I'm, I'm not, I don't have the answers. Like, we don't have the answers to a lot of this stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like Santi was saying, though, and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because it's not about playing the victim, you know. It feels that way because of the way we're wired. Because for us to say, oh, the fact that, I remember one time specifically, I was laying in bed with my mom and dad and my brother and sister. We were all in bed. And then my, my, brother, my, my, my brother and sister, they started playing with them, you know. And I was like, I wanted to get in on it. I kind of was being a brat because I felt like they weren't loving me. And in my own way, like, I don't know, I was probably like eight years old. And I remember like saying something to my mom where I was like, I just feel like you guys aren't really like playing with me. And my mom was like, oh, here you go. Like, she's like, yeah, what's in And to me, dude, 
at eight years old, it was like I maybe I didn't express it in the best way possible, but it was like, yo, I feel like like my brother and sister are twins. Everywhere we go, fucking everybody loves them. You know? And it's like I was starting to feel like it's like, hey, I'm getting fucking left out of the loop. And so I remember like I I got all butthurt, dude, and I I jumped out of the bed and I sat on the floor watching the TV and I started crying. And my mom was like, Really? You're really doing like, dude, you know, like I was so belittled. And again, I don't like I won't sit here and be like, oh, my mom screwed me up. Oh, no. But the second that I again going back to the externalizing, the second I externalized it, the second that I was able to look at that and be like, oh, that's where that came from. For me, I was able to actually move forward from that because growing up, like I told you guys, the women that I was dating, a lot of that came from that. You know, a lot of like I need, I need, I need or like. If I wasn't getting something, it fucking felt weird. I mean, and, and you know, <laughs> of all people, something knows the kind of person that I've dated, the kind of things that I was looking for, the kind of things that maybe toxic traits in myself or that were sometimes happening. And so, you know, I, I think that all in all, the most important part is understanding that, and it sounds so corny, but it's like we can become our own worst enemies, you know, that it's all really in our heads and that mm-hmm. it's just a matter of understanding. It. And that's why I think mental health is so important because it's it's like having your cereal and it, all, it doesn't always have to be positive because that shit gets yeah. draining, too. And you know what? Yeah. Sometimes even focusing on growth gets draining. You know, focusing so much on like, oh, growing all this other stuff. It's like, man, let's just get up and have a good day. You know, get up yeah. and be like, yo, what's in what's in my control? Whether it be my, you know, what I can do at work, what I can do, you know, for myself. And then the things outside of that, just saying, hey, don't let them define us. Don't let them take over. And understanding, like, hey, dude, the people that that are going to stick around, like, they're going to stay there. They're not going to go anywhere. And if they're going to take off, they weren't going to stick around to begin with. And I I definitely want to kind of touch on what you just said, that that we we become our, our worst enemies you know um and i think that that's huge that's huge especially with mental health um i think what ends up happening is we we'll we'll sit there and we'll break down our thoughts and we'll break down what we've done and our past and so on and so forth and we kind of at least this is how how it felt with me is and and i actually i did it a lot with when emily and i emily and i first started dating is that we paint this image of ourselves in our head where we're this monster, where we're this ugly human being, we're this, this bad person, and that we're not worth being loved, we're not worth doing this, doing this so on and so forth. And I feel like that's something that as, as men we, we definitely have to work on is that is we, we may have a past and, and, and whatnot, and, if it's ugly, if it's not, whatever, whatever it is, it, it's not going to dictate who you are in the future. As long as you keep working on yourself, as long as you keep pushing yourself to be a better person, um, I think that's key right there. Um, like I said, I, I would do this a lot with Emily. Is is I would tell her, I'm like, like, why are you with me? Like, why? Like, I'm I'm a dick. I'm an asshole. Yeah. Uh, especially to you. Yeah. Like, I take out a lot of my anger issues on you. How are you still with me? How are you? How are you still around? And, and bless her heart, man. Gosh, uh, I so lucky, man. I got so lucky because she would always tell me, she's like, because I see potential that you have in you. She's like, you might not see it. You might not see it in yourself. She's like, but I, I see it in you. And I know that deep down inside, you, you can be great. You can keep working on yourself 
to be a better man, to to be a better person overall. Um, so I think that's as 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 men, guys listening out there, it's don't be afraid to forgive yourself. You know, don't and it's be also afraid okay to be afraid. Yeah, and, and and you're right, and you're absolutely right. Um, but just don't don't beat yourself up. Like, don't, don't, don't do it. And, and I'm only yeah. speaking from my personal, my personal experience is that I did a lot of mental ass kickings on myself and, uh, and dude, I, I, I really didn't start seeing growth until I really put mental health in the front. And I was like, okay, what do I need to do to get my mind better? to think better thoughts, to just see things in, 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 in a better light. And we'll, Hey, you know what? Every day we're, we're going to be working on it because I have my days where I get pissed off and I'm, I'm just, Oh no, fuck this, fuck that, blah, blah, whatever. Um, and, and that's okay. You know, that's okay too. Where we're gonna, we're gonna fall, but it's just, uh, it's how you get back up, man. That's all it is. I have a quick yeah, no question doubt. before, before we start, um, probably wrapping this bad boy up. Um, and don't worry, we're going to continue these talk because, I mean, we're barely There's so much to talk the about, bro. There's so yeah, much to talk yeah. about. Um, it's it's kind of hard, yeah. I, yeah, I be, and I am asking this now because uh, you two touched on it right now in terms of, like, I mean, and I, I kind of touched on it a little bit in, in terms of, like, the females in our lives. But I'm thinking yeah. more romantically. Like, do you all feel, like, throughout, I guess, you know, or even now maybe, um, that sometimes, like, you – in your mind internally you almost assign your your partner or other females in your life with them being responsible for your well-being oh yeah Do you ever feel that yeah uh, yeah and that's one of the things actually i'm glad you said that because that's kind of what i wanted to wrap it up with was was you know it's important for us to love our women to listen to them to know that and you know what just like there's some there's just, there's some dudes out there that that suck sorry ladies some of y'all suck too you know but <laughs> but <laughs> But that's not what I was the thing is that I, no, 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 no. But I think that what, what, I'm, what, I, what, I, what I was going to say is, is that what I think, though, is that while I think that that's amazing and, and, and I'll be the first one to admit, dude, that I think we need our women, man. I personally feel like the reason why this why you have 70 percent. Uh, of, of suicides being men is because women are more in touch with their feelings. And, and that's hard for me to even admit because for me to have to listen to someone. The reason I started going to therapy, dude, was because a woman told me to do it. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to do it. Because my pride, my ego said, like, I'm a fucking man, dude. Like, I could not put my head down to the fact that it was a woman that told me to do it. And I learned that I'm like, I'm so blessed for that. At the same time, I think that it's time that we take responsibility for our own stuff, you know? And, and while I love that, and while, just like you said, while I love that we have them and we need to appreciate them and that we need to understand that they're, you know, we got to be grateful for them having our support. Like, if we want to be better boys, like, it's it's our job, man. Like, we have sure. to handle it, not only ourselves, but with the modern macho, amongst us. You know, it's mm -hmm. not to exclude the women, but like, hey, let's handle our stuff so we can go home and have a healthier relationship. You know, with, right. with our sisters, with our mothers, with our girlfriends, with our fiancés, and all of that, you know? And, yes, and I mean, why not? Let's touch base on that next week. 
You know, talk a little bit more about that. Maybe our our relationships with our mothers, with our partners, and and maybe our struggles with that, and and how using this platform maybe we can we can grow and and change things up a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, uh, this is I mean we're gonna talk about. We've mentioned this many times. For those who are listening, if if there's anything that you all want to share please like feel free to, to you know share it out any even if it's critiques yeah. thoughts any any topics that y'all want to hear about you know please uh, feel free to to let us know I know we've already gotten a few people reach out to us and you know give us some thoughts and so I mean where are y'all at with this because I mean we're uh, oh, about uh, what, oh, about a few days out from when we put this out there and you know now we're out in the world people are listening to us like you know, how, like, what are some things that you all heard, you know? Yeah. And, and, and yeah. as far as, uh, as far as, uh, uh, real quick before we wrap it up is, is yeah. I think, I think this topic, mental health alone, dude, I think this topic can like be pushed for a while. Um, and I, I definitely want to open up the discussion to, to have, have other people like either on or something like that oh, to where, sure. where we dope. hear their oh, yeah. story, you know? And, and that, that's the thing that I, I want, I want our listeners to know is that, is that this, this isn't just for us three. This is, this is for the community. This is for, for a community of men. So if, if, if you guys are like, Hey, you know what? I have, I have a story. I have my story um, of how I've dealt with mental health my whole life. Get in touch with us and, and maybe we can schedule something to where we sit down and we record something with you guys because um, we want to know. And we also want you guys to realize that 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 we're, we're all here for each other, you know, um, seek, seek whatever uh, you feel is right for you, whether it's one on one therapy, whether it's going out and, and surrounding yourself with a great group of guys, whatever it may be, um, seek it. Don't ever be afraid to reach out. And as men, we, we have to we have to lower that ego. We have to lower that pride that, that we need help sometimes. We need help. Most definitely. Michelle. So yeah, what, are, what are some things that y'all heard but, from, from your people? Yeah, uh, I'm curious. Dude, they're digging it. I, I was actually so, I mean, I, I knew I wasn't necessarily alone in some of the stuff I was saying. But I realized how much I really wasn't alone. You know, like to actually hear people be like, oh, dude, like. I could relate to that. I could totally see where you're coming from, things like that, you know. Um, that was cool. I uh, got, you know, some insight on uh, focusing on topics. So one of, one, of my, one of my buddies, you know, I know the first episode we just talked about so much and then we were able to finally start breaking it down to more focused on topics and, and yeah, he gave us kudos for that. So that, that was cool. Um, he's really hyped to hear about the show. What about you, Sam? So uh, I actually got some some fairly positive feedback there was um nice uh, the thing that sucks so uh one of the homegirls uh my homegirls jackie she reached out with a really good post on toxic masculinity um that's right and i I, so i fucked up where i didn't screenshot it i just figured oh i'll go i'll go back to it and i'll read it but it was on someone else's 24-hour story and it's no Mm. longer there but pretty much it i i think if if I remember correctly, it was and you, you read it too, Carlos. So correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, cause, but it was yeah, like yeah, us taking responsibility. Yeah. It was us taking responsibility for our own shit. Because once again, historically speaking, I think it's safe to say that when it comes to emotional wellness in men, we lean heavily on women because of the 
presumption that we have is, is oh, they're in tune with their emotion. They know they'll fucking help me out in some what some way, shape, or form, whether it be implicit or right. explicit. And so um, it was very validating to read that coming, especially from from another female, because you know, um, once again, I don't think the primary reason is for us to to you know lift this weight off of women's back i think that's a bi- a beautiful byproduct though you know because i think yeah. we should just be responsible right, for our own right. shit and that's the primary reason we're doing it you know um, See, yeah for sure yeah so i and, I, and, I received that i dude, thought that was I, awesome i we could i mean if we touch on this on, on this question on this topic next week I'm, I'm down for that for sure but um because dude it's it's crazy because when, when you really sit back and think of it um dude we'll go into a relationship or we'll go into talking to someone or whatever, putting so many expectations into being like, they're going to fix me, but I'm not going to tell them what they have to fix. Yeah. You know, it's like, (laughs) dude, you guys, you guys are going to have to do so much to fix me, but I'm not going to talk about it. You're just going to have to figure it out on your own. And then when you don't figure it out, I'm gonna get pissed. You know? Um, yeah, so, exactly. It's a sick yeah, game. Sure. <laughs> Dude, we're, we're fixing ourselves for sure. But, um, whew, man, that was a, that was a, then my boy, man. Kurt, out, out there to listening, us. we got, uh, I, I know he liked it too. So we're going to keep pumping <laughs> these out for sure. That's, that's, uh, that's a uh, Canelo's twin, right? Uh, Canelo too. Uh, I, 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 I no, uh, Cal, he's Canelo 0.5 because he, he's, he loses <laughs> some. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you guys got any any um, input? Anything you guys want to share with us? Keep uh, keep on top of everything. If you guys are listening uh, over at the Instagram, uh, the Modern Macho, I'll be putting up uh, our event July 11th. It's gonna be, I believe, uh, Heights no? four. Oh. Don't quote me on it. Yeah, I know it's in Bull Heights. I didn't it's, remember it's the time, but three. I'll be putting the flyer up there. A one to three. Okay, one to three. Yeah. One to three. yeah. So send us out. If you guys want to come volunteer, come hang out. You want to meet us. We want to meet y'all. Come hang out. Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll make some stuff happen. So other than that, y'all, y'all have a good night. Good All night, right. guys. Take it easy. Peace. Ay,